Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk a bunch of animated shows and movies here with new podcasts every other Wednesday. Find us, find everything about us at OverlyAnimated.com. I'm your host, Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hey, y'all. And Michelle Ander. Hello. We are back talking The Owl House during the off-season between seasons one and two here. Uh, this is the Eda podcast, all about Eda here on our Owl House discussion. Specifically, we'll be speculating about um, many aspects of Eda as a character that could be addressed by the show in the future. Um, but also talking about why Eda, uh, we love Eda, why Eda is a great character. So everything about Eda here as we continue to await for season two of the Owl House. Check out, like I said, OverlyAnimated.com for our other Owl House discussions and other podcasts. Um but uh, yeah, that's that's it. We're no beginning segment and go right into uh, talking about Ida. And I think first question. Oh, and I want to say the apologies for any any uh, background noise you're hearing. Uh, not sure what uh, what's going to make it in, but uh, hopefully sounds good. Uh, Ida deserves the best sound quality, so <laughs> we really hope <laughs> that's so. Right. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, the first question here is uh, what what do you love about Ida? And we have two big Eda stands uh, uh, joining me here, so uh, I'd li- I'd like to know, you know, like what's what's maybe the number one reason you think you love Eda after this first season, Delaney? She's hot. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I was I'm not wrong. That, but like, I'm not I lying. see it. You weren't expecting that. That's <laughs> no, the number one reason. Yeah. Is that actually the number one reason? Uh, it's ladies. Ladies entitled to her reason. I mean, no. I mean, Eda's just like. Eda's just such a different character. Like, I find it hard to even, like, think of another character like Eda. So I think that's part of, like, she's such a standout character. I mean, the only character I can maybe think of that's, like, similar in, like, her role and kind of, like, I don't know, like, how quirky she is would be, like, Uncle Iroh. But even then, like, they're too, like, I mean, they're there. But, like, I don't know, like, Eda's just so special. And she's she's just so funny. I just don't think I was ever expecting a show to come out with a character like Ida and for her to be like one of the main characters. And you're like, what am I watching? Yeah, I feel, I feel like you have a history of liking, uh, you know, like middle aged or older female characters such as <laughs> Lynn. Lynn, Lynn from Legend Lynn. of War. Yeah. Lynn. yeah, it's true. I do. And they were like, here, she's a witch. And I was like, oh, man, why are they checking all my boxes today? Why? <laughs> Why they gotta do that to me? Yeah, and like you said, Ida, more of a main character than we typically see, like characters like Lynn. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And we'll get into some other reasons. Um, but Michelle, what about you? What stands out as your number one reason for loving Ida? Her age and that she's single and weird, and that adds to the weird, that's it. Feel. Yeah, she's she's, she's really weird, um, but she's also very powerful. And the fact that she kind of exists on the fringes of her society is something that I feel like the show kind of wants to explore a lot, which like is probably because she's one of the she's in the main cast. She's one of the main characters. So it makes sense that they would. But yeah, it's such a it's such an attractive yet rare combination just to have this like single lady who, you know, she dates around, but she lives in a nest in like <laughs> she loves human garbage. It's like her she's thing. An owl, but like... she's all yeah, she's like an owl. She's like the owl version of a cat lady. Um, 
And I think that's very freeing in a way. And she's really funny and she's really smart, but she's also like, she doesn't take life super seriously. And yet she is competent enough to like navigate it pretty well when she needs to. And I think that's such a winning combination and it's very attractive. And I don't know. Ida makes it seem like aging gracefully in- into single dumb into your 30s and 40s isn't like a terrible thing, maybe. And I like that for people. I think everyone should have that option. I think she's great, though. Is, you can is, be single or you can be a crazy owl lady. Or you can be bald. She's all those things. Is, is, is Ida an owl lady because she turns into an owl and I guess has Albert? Or is she like a demon lady because she has King as her cat? Can the answer uh, be yes? Uh, I mean, she has, she's at all though. She's got, she's the total package. Okay. She has the demon and the owl. Look, yeah. sometimes family is a yeah, crazy yes! owl lady and her demon dog and a lost child. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess Luz, yeah, Luz that fit, fit, does fit the cat a lady theme because she brought in her, a cat and her child. super gay disaster girlfriend. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, and, yeah, and her sister now. Um, yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it's a. Uh, I, I will say uh, I am. Um, I we. I will default to Delaney and Michelle's Eda standum here. I think I'm less of the Eda stand, but I do want to point out as we have several uh, great aspects listed here of Eda to go over. Um, probably the one that stands out to me in terms of like compared to other shows we talk about is kind of like her role as. Um, a not like you know you want to say older but it's it is relative to like usually like children that are on these types of shows we talk about like kid shows especially um uh her role in not just being uh, a mentor or relative to the main character right like i think that's kind of like what stands out to me about ida is the show really purposely wants to give her her own plot lines and her own roles in the show she doesn't really just exist relative to lose which i think is not something you really ever see for um like quote unquote older women in uh shows like this or honestly even on normal like quote unquote well, normal like- tv shows and movies like a lot of times women aren't given roles like this past their 20s um and so yeah. it's- that is true so i think it's it's a big breath of fresh air to see Ida really as a secondary main character and one who's given her own plot lines uh, kind of consistently throughout season one. Like she's not the role that would be, that's typically assigned. Like, so it's like, she is a mentor, but then she's also her own character in her own right. And even regardless of her, like, I mean, yes, it's very important that she's a woman and like these characters don't exist, but like even independent of her being a woman, like characters like Ida don't get the agency that Ida gets or the storylines that Ida gets. Like Ida's actually a character. Yeah, and we can like, we can dive into this more, getting into some specifics more on these details. Um, but yeah, I agree. Also, older men typically don't don't get that type of thing, right. but it's more likely. Um, certainly, right. I think you want we could talk about uh similar characters, quote unquote, similar characters to Ida, maybe within the Disney realm, because I think kind of each mm. a, a lot of recent Disney shows have their own. Um, you know, middle-aged or older character. Uh, I think the easiest one, as Delaney noted, as Delaney helps with a lot of these outline aspects, by the way, so might default her on some of these things, but uh, Queen Moon in Star vs. Force of Evil. Um, I think uh, she... I, I feel like when I think of Queen Moon's role on the show, 
she is um develops her own stories later in the in star like i do think there yeah. there are some episodes where it's like just her doing her own thing also eclipsa gets her own her own stories later so i do think like star eventually gets to this point where it's giving uh those two women um stories that are independent of star and the main character um i think what's different with ida is like we start there with her i feel like season yes. one uh we're just going right to that um with ida well, with with Queen Moon, we kind of go full like we kind of go full circle. Like she's just kind of like, I mean, literally the first season, she's just on the phone. <laughs> like you, like Queen Moon's not a character, and then she gets, starts to get her own stories. But then it also circles back to it's all about Star. So like, yeah, that was the thing I was thinking of. I feel like Ida's a lot more similar to like a Grunkle stand because. She's she's a very reluctant, like, parental force in Luce's life, I think, in a way similar to Grunkle Stan initially. And they both kind of have this scenario where children enter their lives unexpectedly and, you know, start to leave an impression on them that is unintended. And from that, they also learn and grow as people. But it's pretty much the opposite of just, like, being someone's mom, where your first like role and expectation is to be like that that parental force for your kid and then maybe you have a life outside of that and get to go off and do cool things like queen moon but it it mainly centers back on your child or child right. surrogate which is like kind of the opposite for Eden. I think that's part of what's exciting about her tour. Like she's definitely, you know, Luce has left such an impression on her and changed her a lot. Um, but we start with Ida just kind of doing her own thing constantly, which is already kind of exciting and different. Yeah. And what I, what I mean by kind of own stories relative, uh, not relative to the main character. So for example, like the, the Grudgeby episode, she has, uh, she plays Lilith, um, and it's kind of a separate plot line. There's the one plot line yeah. where her and Lilith go out on this quest to find this thing. I think it's in the book episode or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, there's just episodes where she has her own whole plot line. And I think Grunkle, Grunkle Stan was definitely the next one I was going to go to here. And I think there's a lot of similarities with the sibling, older sibling relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think like a lot of personality traits, um, maybe relative to the, the main character <laughs> in common. Being crusty. I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, but but I, I do think Ida already feels a little bit more of an established separate character than Grunkle Stan was throughout uh, Gravity Falls. Yeah, that's oh, true. Because we spend like half the time with her, whereas with Gravity Falls, we spend like most of the time with both of the twins. So our attention's a little more divided there. I think it's a little more equally split with this show. Yeah, I, I think I think so. And last last one was Hot Pop in in Amphibia. Um, yeah, but like he's a grandpa first, right? So he follows that thing where it's like he has maybe some stuff going on on his own, but that's very much in the background of just being the grandpa for all of his children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like I think that's the difference. Like Ida is the the mentor, but that's almost secondary to her just it's being secondary. her own presence on the show. Whereas it's yeah. usually the opposite. So that's like pretty. Um, novel uh, for for these types of shows. Uh, questions: I've I've often been I've frustrated by this aspect, and I think reframing it for looking at Ida like this has helped me. But um, I'm just like I wish Ida was maybe more integrated with Luz. And now I'm thinking um, like, okay, that's a, that's on purpose by the show. That's like not a bug. It's like a feature of the show that he, she does her own stuff. Should do we still want like that's great? She still gets her own plot lines. Do we still kind of wish she was a little bit more um, integrated into Lumity into what? what but uh, Luz has going on. Is there a way to do both? I think maybe that's what season two might try to explore. 
Well, I feel like, I mean, they kind of, I think that's part of the purpose. Well, I mean, purpose, I don't know. It's hard to know exactly where we're going, but that we took, you know, Ina's magic away and now she has to learn to do magic the way Luz does, you know, assume, like, we're So we're already throwing the mentor, like, roll on its head now heading into season two. Yeah. Now we're already, like, we're switching it up. Like, she's not going to be mentor anymore and she's... Like, so now Luz kind of has, like, it, it's literally turning into, like, the, the student, the teacher becomes the student. Yeah, so we're so. already going to subvert the thing that we were trying to avoid in season one. Also, Lilith is living there now, so it's, like, yeah. it's probably harder for them to go off on their own if they're all kind of in the same place. Oh, they're absolutely still going to go off on their own and cause pure chaos. I'm, I feel like they will. I'm, we can't abandon that B-plot energy anytime soon. I agree. You can always go to King for the B-plot, too. That's all another story. I mean, true. Or Hootie. Just throw it all the Have we had a pure... Yeah, I don't think we've had... Yeah, we, maybe if we had, like, a Hootie C-plot. I don't know. Have we had a Hootie C-plot? There we go. A C-plot just for him it didn't exist before but now it does. i mean when you have a b plot that's hootie and king that's that's pretty good oh yeah i but. guess we've had like king and or hootie into kings okay okay getting sidetracked on Ida. but um yeah so i think that's that's <laughs> in, her role definitely going to change at least a little bit in terms of just the show is going to change ending in the season granted she still has a lot to teach lose like oh for sure i think i definitely think we're gonna are you I, saying I'll, they'll I'll, teach each other yeah. Well, that's what we've already well, seen think, that happen, though. Well, yeah. that's the thing, though, is I think what's really cool about Ida and also this direction that we're going. I mean, Ida's a wild witch. There's a lot she has to teach Luz about the Boiling Isles. And and also, I'm curious to see, like, I, there's kind of two different directions we can take it. Uh, you can either go, oh, well, Ida's powerless and she's upset now that she can't do magic the normal way. Or she's like, well, I'm... She's like, I'm going to do everything that I've been telling Luz. Like, the island will teach you. Like, learn from the island. Uh, yeah, so I think I think that's going to be going to be interesting seeing that. And we'll, I think we'll get back to that in terms of like speculating about season two, um, what the what uh, that that new teaching dynamic is going to be. So, so getting into, we've mentioned I think most of these aspects already, but hitting on them specifically, her being like uh, an older in quotes character, and Dana uh, in a Reddit AMA said she's in her mid to late forties. Uh, Ida, same with. Uh, Lilith is is uh, two years older than her. Yes. Did, did she first year say forties and not thirties? Because I remember feeling surprised that I assumed she was older than she actually was. Yeah, I, is yeah, she forty? Yeah, she, she said she 30s? said she said mid to late forties. Yeah, I copied That's that right. Why That's very old. I mean, <laughs> it feels very old right now. But I guess I don't know. She is a witch. <laughs> Maybe she'll live to be a hundred and twenty. What a what a twenties thing to say, Michelle. Yeah, so, but so I guess old. super twenties thing to say. <laughs> but no, I mean, is it like I think in some ways we're like, oh, Ida, like we assume that she's uh, let's not assume she's older because like uh, she looks great. But um, on the other hand, it's like, <laughs> oh, she looks great for being uh, like kind of mid to late forties. Um, so I, I I don't know. Does does it does it does it matter too much? I think it's relevant for. Uh, our discussion of what happened in between uh, her in, uh, at Hexide and now, because there's a lot of time there. There's a lot of time. Exactly. Like... Well, that's like part of what's interesting. Like, I think that's why it makes sense that she starts off mostly still concerned with her own stuff and kind of only peripherally involved with Luz, because if she's been doing her own thing for like 30 plus years, that's it. That takes a while to kind of, you know, reorient your life to make space for someone else when you have decades on decades of not doing that so like realistically i think it makes sense yeah i I think it is interesting yeah there's kind of this like um 
maybe framing of her as as a little closer to Luz's age, but it is interesting to think about how this is going to affect that. But yeah, just just the general thought of like her being a character in her mid to late forties on a kids show in her own defined role, pretty uh, not typical um, from what we've seen. Um, yeah, Delaney, how about uh, her being presented in in an attractive way? You said Ida's hot, um, but uh, <laughs> I mean, she is hot. That's just a fact, like objectively. But um, she's not, she doesn't like she's she's not like her design. She's not she doesn't look like an old person, right? She's she's designed right. in a in a way that can Which be appealing. I will like to say forty is not old, it's not but old. Um, not. like. I think it, it's very old to us, given like, and and this is a kids show, so most to most of the kids watching, yeah. it's going to be for old, every yeah. twelve. Yeah, I mean, they're I mean, she, for kids watching, they're they're like their mom's age, like so. Like, I mean, my mom, like, I'm not going to say how old my mom is because she'll appear next to me and beat me, but like, you know, she is close to my mother's age, and you know, it's. And uh, I think the presentation, like, one, she looks older than she is. Like, they make a big deal about how old she looks when she's not that old, which I think is, like, an interesting, like, thing they have going on because, like, she she's hot. But then you're, like, she looks way older than she actually is. It's more the, like, she's just, like, she clearly just doesn't care. I care, and I think that's just, like, an attractive, like, she's just, like, I do whatever I want. And, like, Ida... I think it's the confidence. I think that's like the big like. Yeah, so like, you're saying like her personality, not just her. Yes, it's like it's her design. personality, it's and like I think like a lot of what she does, and then of course the first episode is this dude wanting to date her, and she's like, "Can you right? please like go oh, away Oh, that's forever? that's nice. She's so framed. She's, yeah, she knows she's like a uh, uh, she's a hot what? commodity. Yeah, she she's a hot commodity. She knows. So. It's like if everyone in the universe already wants to date her, why wouldn't we? They yeah, already set exactly. that up. Well, I think it's just like she's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's the confidence and 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 again, it's just her completely blowing off the warden, which is great because like he needs to go away. But I think that I think that definitely is what sets the tone because like Luz just stumbles in and it's this crazy world, but like everything happens because the warden wants to date Ida. Yeah, I think it's a great point that she's uh, in the pilot instantly framed as uh, an object of affection. Um, yeah. Yeah, so th- I think that that's that's probably a good answer for why it, it comes across. And and we mentioned the pilot in terms of um, her being framed as an outcast and being different, and that's often that's like what the the first episode's about, and a theme we've gotten into throughout the rest of the season as well. Um, so yeah, I th- I, that's it's probably a good point. You know, pretty strong right off the bat in the first episode of the show um, in terms of framing her overall character. Um, I thought it was an interesting point Delaney made about uh, on on the outline we made about how she, her she's cursed throughout the season, which I think could be seen as a representation of of illness. Um, uh, yeah, Delaney, do you want to talk more about that? Yeah. So this, I mean, this is a very common like storytelling, especially when you're using a fantasy setting, like for a character to have a disease or and you know a curse that well in this case it's a curse like an illness and it like you know it is a representation like honestly what uh Ida has is very like representative of a chronic illness and and generally for her it could also just be aging like it could be like a metaphor for like growing old because of her like one her appearance and then also but like you know her limbs pop off and i'm not sure i don't think it's just a thing witches do i'm beginning to suspect <laughs> i don't i don't know it's unclear yeah. but like you know there's stuff like and like her and i mean i think there's also you know some message in there about like i don't know 
I, I don't want to necessarily say specifically mental illness, but like she needs to take her medicine every day. Like there's this, um, and I think that's something too that they really act on and it, it like, they don't just make it like, oh, she has a curse and then we just kind of like don't talk about it. It's very present in the first season and it's very like she has to take this potion or, you know, bad stuff happens. Yeah. So they, and, it, and it's again, and it makes her tired and weak and her and, like, and it literally drains like her magic. So I think that's a, it's a really good way of like you know, a lot of like, you know, fatigue syndrome. So it can represent that, but it's just, it's another way of othering a character. And I think because like, she's not an outcast from society because she's, she can turn into an owl, but like, that's just another like reason why she doesn't really like mingle with the rest of society. Yeah. I mean, I think like, yeah, not, not a, it's a, she's be, she's a, in whatever form of representation of being not able-bodied. Um, right. Yes, yeah. definitely. And, and I think they do a good job of like, like showcasing that. Like, I don't think it's like super, super obvious, but like it's, it's there. And it's a, a lot of, I think you went to talk about a lot of directions it could be interpreted in. Right. I think, like, Which I think that's something that, I mean, that's just something kind of like when you go with a metaphor like this, it can be yeah. pretty general. And but I think happens. it's very represent like it's just very representative of what you said of not being able bodied. Yeah, and I, I like the framing of it as as chronic illness too, because in the finale, I don't think the implication is that she's like cured yeah, she's of the not curse. Cured. No, no, no. And now, no. and now her sister is like also will now also be chronically ill. Right. Mm-hmm. This the, you know the solution I guess kind of is that she's like sharing a little bit in it with. Uh, with their sister but it's, it seems like this is definitely something he is going to have to deal with for a while so i do think that uh that helps the interpretation of uh, well that was the thing is we thought it could like it's kind of like i mean we could get even get more into it about honestly like the like the implications and like of Lou's trying to cure her and she can't be cured yeah and i don't think it's something that the show seems um went into in a lot of detail i guess in terms right. of this being a huge metaphor but i do like thinking of her in this way of um she's a not able-bodied person maybe someone with chronic illness and we might see this throughout the the rest of the show in various ways of how they're dealing with it um and uh you know maybe like accepting instead of curing um we'll see right. if, if that's something which i think shows. that's i yeah. think that's kind of where we're going because that's kind of what it turned into was lilith was like i've i've wanted to cure you i thought we could and not realizing that what has been done is probably permanent. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's what the whole finale is about, is yeah. Lilith wanting to think, thinking that the Emperor can, can cure her. Um, right. And he and one, I don't know if he could anyway. We don't know like, if he, he can. He wasn't going yeah. to, so, like, it doesn't really matter. And, and maybe maybe if uh, he ju- if if Lilith just talks to Ida and um, they figure out how they can best manage it um, and she yeah. can help her, then that would have been a much better solution than her against her will, kind of just trying to get right, her to yes. be forced to be cured. If you look at yeah, it through that lens, it's a much more blatant metaphor, I think. And uh, also that was something, too, was like Ida never really showed an interest, like in, maybe when she was younger, she wanted to cure it. But now that's not her major concern. Like, yeah. I think so. I think so. I don't think, um, you know, she, she takes her potion to kind of manage the symptoms. That's another thing that, yeah. uh, season one is about. Wow. Okay. I'm, so, I originally yeah. I was saying that, um, this is not something the show is super in- I think this might be one of the more thematic, uh, metaphorical through lines of the first season with Ida. Now that we're kind of breaking it down like this, maybe this was their, uh, big intent with her character. 
Like it's 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 there. Like that's my thing. Is like this is very much there. Yeah, because honestly, multiple times throughout this, the first season, we deal with her the potion to ma- to manage the symptoms. Like the whole the, like I and said, she's the whole tired. Fem- like there's several instances where she's like, "Lose, I can't help you right now. I'm tired." Like mm-hmm. I literally like honestly like I don't know if y'all are familiar with like t- about spoons. Like if you don't have enough spoons. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's for those listening, if you're not familiar, talking about like, you know, energy or whatever, like your capability, like you have so many spoons a day and, you know, sometimes you run out of spoons. And so Eva runs out of spoons a lot. <laughs> like she's like, I don't have enough spoons to train you today, Luz. You got to go somewhere else. Interesting. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to look back. I, I, this make me want to rewatch through this lens um, through for the season, which I think because I think this is something interesting is that when you first watch you're just so focused on the mystery of like what's up with Ida and then you find out and then it's more. And then of course we're watching it through kind of Luz's perspective and Luz is like, Oh, let's cure Ida as opposed to like, this is something Ida has been living with for 30 years. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's true. Like as much as we're seeing the show through, through uh, Ida's perspective equally to Luz's. There's just, um, I think to, we assume through Luz being the main character, a lot of um, things. And we're kind of thrust into this whole situation with the world and with Ida's life situation uh, just as much as Luz's. Um, and so, yeah, I, I have something I'm that we're going to talk about I'm interested in is maybe getting more flashbacks uh, to what Ida's been through. Right, yeah. Um, and I think that would help uh Get, get get kind of past this uh see, seeing things through trying to figure out whatever well it makes you wonder on. if she's suffered more than like because i would say if you're watching the show you're like no one cares like everyone calls her the owl lady but i don't think they mean it like in a mean way like everyone loves Ida. like they're like oh yeah Ida's great like we buy Ida's potions we buy her random crap that she sells from the human world like, you know, in, you know, in the finale where, you know, Willow's like, we're going to revolt right now. We're going to yell. And, you know, they're like, why are you petrifying Ida? Like, Ida hasn't done anything wrong. But it's also interesting to wonder, you know, there is that scene where she runs off because she, you know, turns into an owl and it's scary. And people are like, like, oh, my God, what's that? So it makes you yeah. wonder, like, what kind of happened in the in-between I kind of wonder if her uh, her placement in society could be kind of tangential to how she helps other people, you know, because right. I feel like she she has real worth. She she's able to get things for other people. She sells them products they can't find. She's relatively on good terms with most people because she's pretty charismatic and likable. But at the same time, everyone calls her the owl lady and not Ida. Because she is kind of othered because of her right. curse. And I think just per also just like they probably call her the owl lady because she's like a little weird, like in yeah, terms of definitely. her personality, which I think's really so I think like especially in the finale, it was like, you know, they were kind of like, Oh, this is weird. Why is this happening to Eda? But they also most of them weren't up in arms to stop it. So they would have probably watched it and had opinions about it, but not interfered. And I think that's, like, one of the things I think is really interesting because I feel like it could go either way. It just depends on how people like Luce and Ida are able to channel that energy in the rest of the town. If they're, if they're, if the majority of people are going to be on their side or not. Because yeah. it seems a little up in the air right now. And I like that it's kind of loose and uncertain. 
lose an uncertainty. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like talking about kind of the othering of Ida that the show has, that maybe the other characters on the show, how her society views her. I think that's really interesting. And maybe if, um, like, we potentially suspect Ida and Luz are the major part of uh, some sort of rebellion moving forward, right? Um, how much that is going to be able to succeed is like our. Are, are these other people going to be able to empathize with her and be on her side? Um, or is she just so othered by their society that this might be a, an obstacle? I don't know. There's a lot going on. Cause like, yeah, there's a lot of facets to this society that is, is this is going to just become a lore pod who knows. But like when you talk about like, so we have, you know, the conformatorium and like, that's terrible. <laughs> like there's that, there's that aspect of it. It's not even like, it's almost unrelated to magic. Like, it's just, you're different. We're going to put you in jail. And then, and then we have the, like, witches are in charge. And it's like, it doesn't seem like everyone's a witch. So, like, I wonder if there's some more, like, I, I, I'm not sure we'll get into this or not, like, in the show. But it's like, we might kind of have a social caste system. Like, it's it's kind of like an avatar. Like, yeah, you want non I think, we, I think we do, right? Because you have people yeah. like the Bat Queen who aren't witches. They're, like, kind of mythic Yeah, there's creatures. magical creatures, so yeah. Yeah, there's they're, like, more creatures. ancient, maybe, and maybe, like, and extra mo- powerful and demons, in their own way. Like, you know, like, yeah, hey. so they're not all witches, for sure. And that's my thing. And, like, I'm like, you know, so, obviously, like, we don't like the Emperor. And, like, the si- the system for witches is terrible. And you would assume it also poorly impacts other people. But at the same time, it's, like, you know, witches are probably, they're, like, the preferred, you know, like. So it's, it's I'm curious yeah. how that might play out. Because, My- and because it's interesting because I think Ida can bridge both sides because she's cursed. But then also, like, Ida's, like, the most powerful witch. Yeah, but thinking about it, my understanding based on the first season would be witches are like the humanoids, uh, but they're all they themselves would all be magical. Um, right. Like we haven't seen examples otherwise, and then they have to pick a tract as as the kind of emperors constrained right. that. But yeah, there there is the presentation of other sorts of magical creatures throughout, and we don't really know how any of that works. Um, and uh, yes, that would be interesting. And if, for all we know, there could be completely non-magical people. Um, I, I right. think we've probably not really seen it yet. Which there are, I mean, there's definitely like students at Hexside that are not, you know, quote unquote human, but they're, they're witches. Oh, they're other, um, yeah, interesting. So witches don't need to be humanoids. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what determines that. Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, the, 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 it's, it, hopefully we'll get uh, further uh, clarification on a lot of uh, what's going on. But I think it's, yeah, it is relevant to like, what is the perception of uh, the norms of their society yeah. in terms of talking about uh, the othering of Ida. Um, but it's, you know, it seems like what's going on with her, with her, what we're thinking of as her disability with her curse is, is, is not seen as normal by the society. Right. And yeah. And then and, also they've othered her like she's a criminal. And that's the yeah. other thing to get into. Yeah, she is she is a criminal. She is like an outcast, not only in terms of um, maybe how she acts, not only in terms of uh, right. the fact that she's rejected the coven system, not only in terms of that she's uh, not able-bodied like the other, other people are, so she has this curse on her. She's also like uh, seen as a criminal by society. But that is because she hasn't conformed, right? It's not like yeah, she... Exactly. No, that's how she I understand. Here's the thing, too, is how I understand, like, she's a criminal because she's defied... The coven system, the coven I system. Think. yeah, yeah. But I think I do wonder: Are we going to get more into? Granted, they might have just have a long list of stupid crimes. Like they're like, "All right, Ida," and then they just like list like a bunch of dumb stuff. But like, I think that's. I mean, that's all. I mean, when you think about it, being a criminal is like the ultimate othering. 
in this society, definitely in that, like, their laws are stupid. <laughs> like, like she chose to not join a coven and that's against the law. And so she's a criminal and that's basically put her outside of society because the entire society is based on being in these neat little boxes. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you could make a larger societal argument that being a criminal is just a label of an othering by society. Yes, no, definitely. Um, and that no, it's I kind of like so. an illegitimate designation. Yeah. And yeah. you could say Owl House is maybe is kind of making that argument as uh, you originally learn Ida as like a, a wanted criminal. And later it's like, uh, yeah. she, I, I feel like we're supposed to understand that she hasn't necessarily really done anything wrong. It's just not yeah, no, going by the system. No, I would agree. Like, I def there is not like... Other than, like, Ida isn't necessarily, like, the squeakiest, like, of people. Like, you know, she does sketchy things. But, like, you know, it's not... You're definitely supposed to be, like... Um, imp- like, I think I think a good example is, like, Grunkle Stan. Like, you're like, Grunkle Stan, you suck. What are you doing? Like, he does stuff that you're like, that's not okay. Yeah, he's like a con artist, yeah. Like, he's a con artist. Like, he is, like, not doing... Like, he what he's doing is bad. But, like... He's just not Ida, hurting anyone. Yeah, Ida's not doing it. Like Ida, like I mean, she sells garbage, but like, pe- what is she Ill- illegally selling human goods? Exactly. Yeah. Like, and I mean, you could maybe argue that like what she sells is stolen human garbage, but like, do we know that? Who knows? And but like, so I think there's definitely like you're supposed to like you're like I like you're supposed to think Ida's right because she is <laughs> like, and then that's another thing we can you know talk about more speculation like. It has now been pardoned. Yeah, look, can we talk about this? I didn't. Um, so the Emperor Bellos at the end, like, says he just doesn't care. He's going to send a spy, but they can probably just exist. Yeah. Um, but but she is pardoned in the in the finale. I think so. Like, I think that's something he he sa- he makes like basically makes a statement as to the effect of like she's no longer like. He's not going to hunt her anymore. Mm. She's no longer like. So I think in that case, it would indicate that. No, granted, I don't know about Lilith because like that's some other crap going yeah. on. But like to me, to me, I it indicated to me that like we're not going to get hunted anymore. Now, granted, like like I think like if we're in the town square, the, the guards aren't just going to come like try and grab her. So I think like, you know, the spires, whatever. That's just sketchy nonsense. But yeah, no, I am. I, I can't remember like these. It's not it's not sketchy nonsense. What basically happened is like so he he tries to turn her to stone. It doesn't work. Oh no! I say sketchy order... nonsense to the effect of like he's gonna spy on her. Right. Like That's I think sketchy. basically it's like he he lost face and in order to maintain his control mm-hmm. he's like oh no this was the plan like uh yeah see in the goodness of my heart I decided to spare her so it's fine but that was clearly just a show for the townspeople he fully yeah. intends to capture her he's just going to be on the down low because of the statement he just made about it. Yeah, so we'll see to what extent there's like, are there wanted posters anymore? Is the warden going after? Not that he's much of a character anymore. But well, like, he uh, wants to date her. That's a different. Yeah. So, I, so I guess, I guess <laughs> that's a it's a pretense for that. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, is that that that's it. I, I, honestly now the the last uh, twenty minutes of this discussion makes is is uh, there's so much more kind of progressive themes underneath Owl House than I am uh, necessarily realizing. Uh, which uh, the first time watching, which is making me appreciate the show a lot more. So I think that's a great discussion. Um, but just like this notion of um, othering of uh, people who are different and how that relates to who we ostracize both legitimately by like yes. the government in terms of being a criminal and otherwise, um, and then also the, this 
presentation of, of Ida as not able-bodied. I, I feel like the show is legitimately commenting on all these things in the first well, season. Well, no, I think something, like, I don't I don't think the show lost it, but, like, the, the conformatorium was a really, like, they were like, here's our first episode, we're going to sell this real It's hard. a lot more overt than the themes are throughout it's the rest very of the season. Overt. Like, they're like, here it is. And then we kind of lose it a little bit, like... I, I feel like now that I'm thinking about it, the finale, I feel like, brings it a lot back. Now that we learn yes. that the, 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 the wild, there's wild witches who just don't conform, and those are people who are criminals, I feel like that's the show's version of bringing it, like, uh, yes. of, of, of culminating that kind of theme. Um, but it is probably present in more subtle ways throughout the first season. Should the show be no, more it overt is. with its themes? Like, I mean, that's okay, what I'm here's, here's my thought. So I feel like the first episode and towards the end, they kind of double down on, like, it's it's better to be weird... And embrace that weirdness and not necessarily conform to a society that seems to have a lot of bad stuff going on. Yeah. But within that, we also see things like Ida changes her mind about Luce going to school. And right. she supports that. Mm-hmm. And within that, we see Luce able to, you know, change the principal's mind about right. potentially letting. So it's like, I think it's both that it's not saying like dismantle the system. It's also like fix the system from the outside that might also be possible. And I think the combination of that is somewhere where the show's striking a balance of how it's approaching. Well, that. I think they definitely do. Well, it's kind of interesting when you think about it, like how, like I like what you're saying about this and, and it's true, but then there's also, there's another undercurrent of Ida has to let Luz decide on her own what's right yeah, and what's wrong. That's also and I think though. that's something mm-hmm. that's like that that's something that was really powerful to me and that really struck out to me watching the first season. Like that's ultimately why she lets Luz go to school. She's like, I, you know, it's not up to me. And, you know, Luz has to decide for herself like what is right and what's wrong about this society. And because it, it's no different than them telling you, like it, you know, them being like the emperor. And, and it's, we kind of have a similar thing happen with Willow. Like, Willow's, like, fangirling, gushing about, like, they're about to go to the Emperor's castle. And then all the, and then everything, like, goes wrong. And then, and then at the end, Willow's like, all right, we're rising up. Like, so I think it's interesting. Like, it's kind of about, like, learning things for yourself. But then it's also, like, you know, we have to dismantle it. But then also, like, and I think that there's a lot to be said about, like, Luz changing the principal's mind and, like, you oh, can for change sure. minds. Yeah, yeah. And so I, so think there's, I think there's a lot going on. Like, there's a lot going on here, and I'll be interested. Like, the rebellion has to be coming. Like, do I think we're going to change the emperor's mind? No. But, like, I don't think this is that story. Like, I don't um, think. No I don't change your minds? Okay. I, no, no. I was literally about to say, we're going to go more. With the Emperor, it's going to be more Avatar than Steven Universe, but maybe we can change the minds along the way. Yeah, I think both. Well, like, think about Amity, like, the kind of about face Amity's had as a character. Like, we can get more of that. I don't think her parents are salvageable, but we don't know. We, we, we really don't. We, we have not seen them yet, but uh, I think most people assume, and it's fair. But okay, yeah, I, I, I really love this this discussion. Um, and uh, yeah, I feel like for me, it's like I've always understood. I think it's very clear. Owl House is like weird is good. Um, I think yes. that's like I, I think that's like it's one of its uh, most blatant themes coming from the first episode. But um, now that we're talking more about it, it's like not only is weird good, but it's like societally criminalizes weird and um, purposefully others things that do not fit into 
uh, our society. Um, I feel like that's the more subtle uh, message uh, that is being presented and now one that I feel like is legitimately there now that we're talking about it. Um, yes, it's always, I mean, when you say subtle, I'm like, oh, it wasn't subtle to me. It's one of the first things I got excited about as soon as we got Ida. Well, I, think, just, yeah, I mean, I guess you she, think she of the conformatorium. That, it's also doing that. She uh, resonates that tension by simply existing as she is in yes. that world. And so mm. you have to think about it constantly every time you see Ida. And well, she's there all the time. They are like, there's the conformatorium, and then it's kind of, it's much subtler the rest of the season until the finale. Mm, yeah, but like, yeah, I, I, yeah, like I do like the, the information of the, the not conforming to the coven system is, Yo, uh, is the like crime that's in pretty itself. overt, too. Yeah, like, no, and I'm saying, I think, I feel like yeah. we brought it, we brought it there at the end of the season. So I do, I like the track we're on with that. Um, and uh, so I feel like Ida, what you guys were talking about with Ida relative to letting lose kind of figure stuff out for like Ida is someone who has kind of suffered the injustices of society and views society as as being broken. And um, she's like othered and she wants to stay othered because she's like, uh, like, screw all this. Like, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, uh, this sucks. So I'm going to do it. So uh, that's like I feel like that's part one. And now she's someone thrust into her life and she's like, oh, I want you to I, I know what's right. I want you to follow what what I know to be right. But it's not necessarily what's right for Luz. It's not necessarily what's right in general it's just what Ida's experienced um right. and, so, and so from the Ida perspective we've like seen where she is in life now um and so it's like what's next like what's like she she like understands um uh what, what she's experienced the injustice society understands like how does she respond like how does lose respond how do those kind of coincide um maybe those are the sorts of things we're gonna we're gonna get into I, in season two th- is, is she in a position to do to do something about it now i think i think that's like kind of what we've already started seeing um you know because like like delaney was saying you know went from being like oh man you don't want anything to do with school that's bad news bears to being like oh loose would really love it here though and i want i want that for her and just because it's not what i want doesn't mean it couldn't be a good thing for her because she's a different person who needs to, you know, choose things for herself. And I can't make those choices. I think Ida understands that enough because she's a pretty free spirit and she wants to, you know, let loose also have that kind of autonomy to make decisions. I really feel like the thing, one of the things I really like about Ida is that she's like, not like, I keep feeling like she's going to be in the revolutionary fight against Emperor Bellis, but she's not super interested in that right now. And I love that too. Like she's very uninterested about changing the world. She she just wants to change the world for like, she just wants to be comfortable doing her own stuff. And which I think that's exactly sorry. Well, that I um, think is one of the most compelling things about Ida is like this, like we know the rebellion is coming and it's happening because of Luz, but like that's not what Ida cares about. But I think that's also like kind of circling back a little bit. Like for me, I'm interested in like how this is going to impact Ida, like Ida's identity, like her her concept of her identity and her place in society now that she's been pardoned. Yeah, so I think I think with Edith, it's like she's been um, so but kind of broken down by being othered and by being ostracized. And so she's kind of given up on it before she met Luz. Yeah. Um, and so she's only really interested in just living her best life, which is valid. But, um, you know, it, it'd be nice if she strived for social change. Um, and I, well, think I think that she will. I think Luz is the one. Who yeah, and I think Luz is going to lose the that. spark that like exactly. is probably going to get, get I think that it's gone. interesting. We have Luz, who is other in our society in the society she comes from and then she's coming into like her dream world and then she's like we're gonna change right now like let's go yeah um 
Luz, Luz also othered in her own right in, in this society. Yes, um, absolutely. That's another thing. She's also other. Um, she, as, I will say it's inter- She's like a new kind of other. Like she's definitely being othered, but like they're like they're like putting her in her own box. Like yeah, we already know. We already know. Well, I think a lot of us have speculated, and we talked about this in the Lumity, I think, speculation podcast. Is or Amity's parents going to not approve of Luz? Um, not because uh, she's a girl, but because uh, she's a human. Um, yeah. And this discussion makes me think that's totally what we're going to do is like lose facing kind of human discrimination. We already know that they don't approve of weaker witches. Right. Um, but, the, you know, the, the, the show seems very interested in exploring um, people who are othered by society in various Which aspects. I actually think, granted, it's because I've read fan fiction about it. But I mean, I think there, like, I think there's an interesting story to tell. Like, let's say they're like, oh, you're a human. But then they find out how powerful loses is a witch. Yeah, and it's like what what's going to prevail there? Yeah. Um I, I my 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 thought would be like uh a lot of times uh our prejudices are illogical, so it's like I only like powerful people. Well, here's a powerful person, it's just not the type of person you know. Exactly, yeah. Of. Oh, we still hate her, right? Like it's right, it's yeah. that that would make sense to me, but that is that is pretty interesting. Um see, I like the idea of like think it's start, starting to maybe like speculate about what's to come with Ida is like um loses maybe more of more of a spark, especially after what she just went through with Lilith and how Lilith is going to be living with her now is like what how does this change her view of um how, how not necessarily her view of of society I think she's always understood that things are broken. I think she has that with more seeing that through with more clarity than anyone else in the boiling aisles it's just like how, how what's her course of action now is she still only going to be interested in really contending to her, her family in the owl house right or is is uh is this going to eventually uh desire her to have sparks more social change because i think this relates to um we we had the thought of like what what else is going on with ida in this in in the backstory uh what what else happened like so we see her when she's like 16 maybe in yeah. um in the flashbacks in the finale episodes um and then we see her now and she's you know mid to late 40s there's a a large period there where we don't really know what she's doing the only hint that i saw is in the second to last episode ida says uh, she says it's my power kid and before you showed up i spent my whole life wasting it um in part of this dr- the dramatics moments um as she's turning turning into the, the owl um so I think that goes along with maybe our impression of Edith's character. That's maybe our best in of like, she really has just been living her best life up until now in, right. in the outskirts of society. She's not uh, like we, I think uh, me and Michelle, as we were speculating, uh, like maybe Edith was part of a rebellion before, but I think that's probably not like what that right. line would imply. That was something um, I was thinking, but also like her character, like, I think we can see it in season one. Like, just like you said, with the line in episode 18, we have it. Like we go into the conformatorium and lose is like we're gonna free them all because Edith they just want to get the Burger King crown back for for King but yeah right like <laughs> that that's the whole spark there is it's just like yeah. okay I like King um and honestly King coming into Edith's life is probably uh, a changing uh, dynamic in in its own right I assume King hasn't been mm-hmm. in there for like 20 30 years right yeah um so it's like here's someone for Edith to care uh, to care if you care just get about. a dog your life will improve <laughs> Yeah, a little bit more, um, I guess, like empathy. I mean, you know, not just active, active empathy displayed in terms of having King to that's care a, about. That's an interesting thing. Like, she really cares about King, and she went to all this trouble to get his stupid Burger King crown back. But then she's also like, mm, other people. So, like, which I think is a very interesting dynamic and, like, an interesting, like, you know, that's why I think that's another reason to appreciate Ida is, like, she's not the hero you want her to be, which I think that's kind of, like, 
but loses loses getting her there like right right like i mean it's it's not like uh she's wrong or it's like a huge criticism but right, like obviously it'd be better if you know it's it's uh, it's better if people try to, to take active action to help others right um and for the well, most like, part we like, don't like see this that line like she is the most powerful witch in the boiling isles and she knows it and, and and she's just been so like broken down by by right. society that uh, she just uses it for like pretty silly purposes. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's like, kind she of could probably like one v one the emperor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lou Lou's kind of one v one the emperor. Um, yeah, exactly. That was, I mean, he's dumb dumb. That was. Yeah, outsmarted. Um, but, yeah, but did, right, but it's it's like what I I think one of my th- thoughts one of my thoughts with Eda is like if she's the pe- most powerful witch in the Boiling Isles, why is she uh, selling human goods and uh, and living so in psyched? a shack at and like living in the like edge a weird shack with the yeah. why choose to stay living with Hootie? I mean, honestly, yeah. Why um, would but, anyone choose? Hootie, first of all, <laughs> but I but I, now that with like th- talking to like this is part one of her story, right? This is us yeah. being introduced to her current position after her experiences and what Which, she's I gone think through. That's something I really like about like losing Ida's dynamic is we go from like like this is another thing I think it's why it's so important that Ida's her own separate character and has her own plot lines like you know Steven Universe for example Steven changes everyone he interacts with because that's how magical Steven is and he's such a great person well that's what Luz is but like Luz is literally changing this like curmudgeonly old lady who has been living this way for so long and I think it's almost like a little bit more compelling. But uh, I, f- I feel like, you know, her losing her magic, uh, Lilith being back in her life, these are like pretty, pretty fa- foundational changes, Dita, that from what we understand probably are, uh, pr- probably is, is is so different from what we saw, uh, like, in, like from when she's in high school, right? Like, it's probably the biggest change mm-hmm. in her life since then. Um, so, like, I don't know, how's Dita going to respond to this? This is like a pretty, pretty t- tumultuous time for a pretty, really hard time for her, honestly. Um, she's been through a lot too, uh, so I, I, are we going to start off with her being kind of like sad? I don't know. And my thing is also like expecting a lot of friction. Like Lilith's like, I'm here now. Probably going to clash with Lilith, yeah. yeah. Oh, and I figure like Luz and Lilith are going to like fist fight. Like Luz is going to be like, "You suck! I hate you." Yeah, and uh, Luz and Lilith, and then Lilith and Ida, Ida and, and then Lilith and, and Hootie. Mess and... her up. No, uh, King, God King, can yeah. Lilith kill Hootie? That'd be great. I mean, people I've seen already a lot of fan art about this. Is this is this what's happening? Um, but I, I think okay. So like, circling back to maybe this, are we? How many flashbacks are we going to see? It uh, based on discussion, are we going to see maybe not a, not a ton? Like, is it is it less important yeah. what Ida's mm-hmm. been through before this because uh, maybe the purpose of season one Ida well, setting up where she is now and like that's the important thing. Is this this could just be wishful thinking because we have to bring up Lumity every podcast because that's what the show's about. So. I wonder, like, they've just hinted a lot at, like, their parents. And I'm like, what's up with your parents, bro? So, like, I wonder if maybe they're going to have to talk about their parents in regards to, like, maybe because of, like, Amity parent drama. But I don't know. Like, I'm not, like, like, I agree. Like, after talking it out, it's like, I don't think it matters anymore because it's really just been about the curse. Unless we're going to get, like, an angry ex, which I hope is a woman. But, like... I don't know. Like, I don't know what purpose flash some of these flashbacks would serve or yeah. like 
would we get them? I don't know. I always like to see some flashbacks just for the context of like Lilith and Ida because if yes. they're gonna try to be repairing their relationship, right. I feel like to... is 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 there like is Michelle is there like have they interacted between um the end of uh like hex her time at Hexside until what we see in season one? Like is 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 there is she been going after her for a while? I feel like it, maybe not. I w- I would assume so. I think probably more aggressively as soon as she became like the Emperor's right hand witch. But I mean, according to her, she assumed the curse was only going to last like a day. So, I mean, even when Ida ran off, there, as far as she knew, by like nighttime or next morning, Ida would have been back to normal. So I feel like there was probably a period where... You know, she felt, Lilith felt deep shame, and maybe she did distance herself, but it's like, what happened to Edith? She just leave her family as a teenager and, like, immediately started living yeah. on the streets? Like, who know? I feel like there there is some backstory there. I feel like for Edith, the backstory I would be most interested in is, like, how she started her life on her own, how she met King, and just everything that relates to Lilith, because that's just based on the relationships the show has already highlighted as important and those are the ones i'd probably want to see a little more fleshed out yeah there's you're right there's totally stuff we don't know about in terms like how she came to live at the owl house but uh probably in terms of what's most relevant to the show it's like how have her and lilith really interacted yeah that's like number one yeah, I would agree with that. That's probably what the show is going to be most interested in. And so, how, yeah, but I mean, is, is there like past relationships? We've heard Ida refer to um, her former boyfriends. Um, like, uh, are there former flames maybe in general that uh, could could pop up here? That could be interesting to see. Um, it would be but, on brand. Yeah, on brand mm-hmm. with what's been for Yeah, but, uh, you know, well, probably not the most important. I mean, her, you could, you could, I mean, you could see an episode where it's like how she came to meet King. Um, oh, that'd be cute. I'd like that. King Ida origin episode. Uh, Hootie, how she came to meet Hootie. No, we don't need that episode. Oh, okay. I guess we don't. Um, I know. I would, I would, you know, your mileage may vary on that one. And uh, <laughs> so I, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think like probably the show will use it sparingly, kind of more flashbacks with Ida. We didn't really, you know, we didn't get any until the finale. So probably it's yeah. indicating. And, it, and it was serving a mystery. So I'm curious, like. Mm. Specifically answering the question of the curse, which was a major plot point. Yes. Um, yeah. So I guess, uh, so in terms of like, you know, what's happening with Ida moving forward, I think we've, we've been talking about this. Um, and uh, like, what, what's, you know, what's going to be addressed immediately? I think Lilith, right? Her not having magic. Um, is, she, is she like her learning from Luz, right? These are like pretty big subjects. The season's probably going to, going to immediately get into. Like, I don't know when we're going to have the rebellion, like. I, I like. I think we're. I probably none of us are expecting season two to immediately go uh, go ham with right. like uh, the the plot and. Uh, well, I mean, we have like this this mm-hmm. day of unity that seem is seemingly coming soon. So maybe like mid season two, or it it could be the finale. Um. Yeah, I, it depends I think... on how time, how fast time works in season two. <laughs> That's true. That's correct. I thought you were going to say on the boiling owls, like does our time. Well. <laughs> According to fan fiction, there is, but like, okay, who knows? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. just so you know, me, the, <laughs> yeah, you're the, the I am the voice of the fandom the fan. for for this. 
fan fiction authors, the voice yeah. of the, the all the third. Yeah, no, it's like right. It's like what what pace are we moving at? Like what's what is Day of Unity the the season two finale? If in, in that case, like maybe we have more time. Um, I, yeah, I think mid season two probably you, you you'd expect um, things to pick up more, moving towards a, a direction. Also, of I feel like the that. spy plotline can't go on that long. Like they're gonna figure out there's a spy. Like who who's gonna figure that out? Ida, because she's not stupid. Ida, yeah. Hootie? Uh, Honestly, it could Hootie's be- the, the home security. He should but be Hootie the one is to figure the it out. He's been right. good about it before. Why you doubt him now? He found Lilith in the Look, bushes. <laughs> it's true. As much as we knock Hootie, he did <laughs> find and beat up Lilith, like, uh, in the, yeah, a while away. He might be too distracted with Lilith, but maybe that's what they're going to do. Like, uh, he's, uh, maybe Amity's around too. Maybe he's too many, uh, enemies that he thinks are friends and, uh, yeah, he doesn't know. He could be. He can't tell the difference. Okay, it can't be that hard to thwart Ho- Hootie. Like, you say that, but uh, Lilith was not able to. I feel like that's so. true. You do make an extremely valid point. Yeah, I feel like Lilith not um, as much as she's the head of the Emperor's Coven. Uh, I don't know if we're supposed to think she's the the best the best witch um, there is. Yeah, um, like I'm not. I'm not convinced she's that competent. Now that I think about it, like. We just don't see a lot before she kind of fails to to bring it yeah. in. So. Well, it's because like that's her one job, and she's yeah. doing it really half heartedly. That's, that's so, true. That's we don't, true. We her haven't seen it, her yeah. really committed to anything not involving Ida yet. It could be a different story when it's not like her sister. Granted, I would say Ida was totally going to win, except Lilith was like, "I'm just going to kill the kid." So like, mm, yeah, it was the whole thing of like the villain doesn't have the morals stopping them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But no, I mean, maybe, maybe. Lilith's uh, heart hasn't been uh, in it this whole time. She's mourning for the Emperor's Coven because she's had this, it has. This, this angst with I don't know. Yeah. I agree She's with really you, guilty. But then she did yeet the child off the cliff. Yeah, yeah but the child's do. not her sister. The child is like, you know, <laughs> she doesn't have the same connection That's true. I to agree. lose because it's yeah. not her stand-in child figure. It's just some random true. kid. <laughs> it's not her child, yeah. But, I mean, Lilith's she did do it to her Ida. So I don't know. It's I mean, complicated. I agree, those I agree emotions. but she um, did. I just wanted it to state on the record that Lilith did yeet the child into the abyss. Yeah, we she do, was in we a bubble. That yeah, was gonna like, pop. The bubbles for your protection. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. Magic. Uh, <laughs> probably now. Lilith, we're expecting Lilith to be a better person now that uh, her her angst with Ida has been resolved. I am. I, I assume resolved is a strong There's gonna be some friction. Like yeah. Lilith is still gonna be like. I think it's gonna be one of those like breaking those walls down, like where Lilith was very like rigid, and like you know, you know, she rep. This will be interesting too. She kind of represents the society that sucks so bad. Yes, yeah. I mean, she's the head of the Emperor's Coven. Yeah, Lilith, Lilith is is kind of this figurehead for the the broken society that so we're gonna have is. to like we're gonna have to beat her down a little bit. Be like, no, no, no. You are having bad thoughts. Right, bad. we're definitely doing the thing where she's not just like fully on board with everything. Even, yeah. even though she's been rejected by the the, the emperor and the coven, presumably that uh, have uh, that she loves so much. Like it's the type of thing where um, she's the the paradox type of thing where she's still going to default to the societal yes, norms. Yeah, I think I think that's probably what we're what we're in store for. And how does Ida react to that? How does Ida manage the relationship? This is probably top of the list. And season one. With Ida, I feel like number one thing was her and Lilith was the num- the thing they cared most about. So absolutely, seeing that continued is is going to be top of the list. And we any love uh, sisterly relationships, let's go. Yeah, yeah, Michelle. Any any other things you're maybe looking forward to from season two, Ida? Mm, 
I mean, I do keep thinking about, I mean, when you guys were talking about her relationship to King and how she, yeah, she risked, like, all that stuff to get, like, an objectively not important Burger King-esque cardboard crown for him. I think it says a lot that Ida has a lot of loyalty, um, which also proves she's not, like, completely a hermit and incapable of caring about people. She's just really selective because there's a lot not going great for her in terms of her relationship to a lot of other people in town and the society at large. So, again, I do think that... You know, as she has started to, you know, invest a lot of loyalty to lose, that's, like, how she's going to be able to open up to other people. Like, lose is going to be the gateway. But then stuff like, you know, getting <laughs> reconnected with Lilith and then potentially maybe other witches or people from her past. Like, I think, like, it's going to be entirely possible. And her relationship to the rest of the town is probably going to change for the better in the long run. I don't know if that's a season two thing, but I think that's definitely a, like, over the course of the entire show thing. We're going to see that unfold. Mm, yeah. I think that's a great point. It, like, the I, loyalty's always been there. The care has. It's just that it's been very specifically directed at a very few amount of yes. people for a long, long time. If she can, like, take the town under her wing, if yeah! she can realize that it's, like, not the common people's fault that, yeah. uh, that exactly. everything's so screwed up, then she can start to fight for them and accept them mm-hmm. yeah. more. She, yeah, She can see them the way she sees, like, King or yeah. Luke. And if she can do that, she can be very useful. It's just that it's the getting her to that point. I don't think she's there yet, but I think she could definitely get there. And her whole attitude could change. Yeah. Yeah, I love that as like a, maybe a ending point for Ida, maybe in a season three or, you know, starting to work towards that this season. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's just just hard, hard to expect that from her, considering how few people have shown her kindness up to this point. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's understandable. Yeah, and I, and I, I, I love the idea of like... Uh, from like what I one thing I'd love to see and I, this, I keep talking about the wild witches but um, how about Ida having a friend her age that's like not her sister right like who maybe yeah. who has similar experiences to her uh, like if we do meet other wild witches I think that could uh, help to shift her perspective a little bit um, if well, she talks I was thinking, to some like minded people what yeah. if they're when they're trying to like unbrainwash Lilith Ida like so Ida's like it's Ida and Luz trying to be like, you're, you're, you suck. Stop doing that. And then it's kind of like, it also starts to like help Ida more. Yeah. Yeah. The process of like um, teaching helping, Lilith yeah. to not suck. It's going to help her uh, realize yes. what is, is good and bad about where she's at. Yeah, totally. And, you know, maybe Luz like ha- teaching place, her. Good place. Luz has to be like, all right, we're going to have class. <laughs> she the philosophy teacher, Luz. Yeah. Um, uh yeah <laughs> loses cheaty that's interesting um but uh they but i mean lose teaching her magic shifting her perspective on magic could shift uh, her perspective on the world and it's and when we say shift her respect it's not that her perspective is so wrong in fact she right, probably right, has right. more things right than anyone else at the boiling isles it's just like uh you know ultimately probably not the healthiest place for for her for her or for uh the, everyone else like in terms of the there being some sort of resistance for for overcoming the emperor. I mean, really, it's just like uh, the societal, the ultimate message is like the whole societal structures are negatively impacting everyone, um, and Ida included, even if she f- feels like she's broken free from it to a certain extent. Um, but yeah, t- yeah, li- what's going on with Lilith? What Lou's teaching her? I think these are pretty key things. Yeah. Um, 
So that's that's going to be really interesting to see. Delaney, any any other things you're particularly interested in seeing from season two? I mean, honestly, everything Michelle said is like what I is kind of what I want. Um, I would love to see like more about about King and Ida's like backstory like together. Mm-hmm. That feels um, like a very special episode, not like in that sense, but just right. like it, that feels like a, a like a mid season fun special you can do. Yeah. Also, I mean, this is stupid, but like I really want her to get involved with like Lumity and like torture loose about it. Yes, though. That's honestly, it. that's what I want. That would be so cute. Like, please, or maybe like when Amity's around. Eda, like, kind of like, oh, God, it'd be great. Like, please. If, if Edith just starts teasing Luz about uh, Amity, you know. Or teasing, or, 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 Amity. teasing Amity. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I'm fine. Like, either way. Either way. Like, that's really, that's really what I need. Like, I thought we were going to get, like, I feel like, I feel like it's coming. Like, after Grom, like, come on. Yeah, you could argue Eda maybe has some knowledge of this. Uh, be based on the understanding willow episode i mean she's really uh she's right there like she's right <laughs> she's there literally oh. right there so i feel like she's she has like, the evidence it'd be so great like um, i love like all the memes where like lilith has no idea and Eda's like really so i think that'd be great if that was true yeah what what if um through uh helping lose or amity with the other in terms of liking each other she comes to uh realize her own uh liking of women yes that's also great that would be very good. This is good. That seems ambitious for the the show as a plotline, but that could be um, like we already have one gay, double gay, like that. You know, yeah. But, uh, okay. Well, I know like the voice actors for Lilith. Like, I don't think it's going to matter in the show, but like basically, they were like, "Yeah, Lilith's gay." So like, yay! Yeah, we have no. I mean, we have no. To be uh, fair, it's because the voice actors of Lilith is queer, but like, yay! We've we've seen no uh, any any, any yeah, you interest thus far with Lilith. So. No matter what, if the voice actor is already gay, you're like halfway there. That's <laughs> what I'm like, I okay, do. I don't, I can't. I'll be honest. I can't remember if like they're gay or if they were just like, yeah, I'm totally on board with Lilith being gay. I think the answer might be both. Unsure. This I think I saw, I think I saw that for like uh, Edric, the voice actor of Edric was like, oh, he's totally gay, something like that, right? Like, yeah, I that happened I with Edric, and then it also happened with Lilith. Okay, okay, nice. So all, yes. the, all of our secondary, I'll ask her. Everyone's just gay. <laughs> um, yeah, that, okay, I like it. Yeah, no, I'd love. I just, I'd love. I feel like that's such a good way to, because like we said in the beginning, it's great. Like, I think that Ida has her own plotlines, and we want that to continue. I think also integrating maybe with what's going to lose more would also be good. I feel like Lumity is like a great way to to do yeah. that. Also, it's our fave part. So, um, just it's the most get... important part. I mean, you know, it could, comp- uh, let's let's compare the discussion in this podcast, the discussion on the Lumity podcast. Um, you know, a lot more of uh, some sub- substantial. <laughs> Uh, important thing topics it doesn't being discussed have to be substantial here. when it's cute and gay okay i, mean, I would <laughs> agree with that <laughs> uh, i feel like i'm speaking for people who i don't know are there people at first i was like people probably think we talk about lumity too much but then you know it's like, i feel like i haven't heard a lot of resistance so. to that so yeah i don't <laughs> think anyone cares. i don't think anyone's upset <laughs> i think that's what a lot of people are most interested in right now but i mean honestly yeah no i think if we go in the direction of some of these things we're talking about with Eda, i think this is going to be uh hugely oh my wish list it yes. doesn't matter, but like I want Ida and Camilla to date. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's not going to happen. But is she going to meet Luz's mom? Is she um, suddenly going to meet her at some point? She's going to date. Momming it's it up great. all summer. She's going to. They're going to have a talk for sure. Oh. Yeah, I, hey, I just I, need hey. some sort of interaction. Like I need a dynamic. That's all. That's all. He's going to be like, look, I know you like don't understand what being a nerd is, but I do, and your daughter's great. Just let her be a nerd. She'll be fine. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like, hey, loses real mom, I'm loses new mom, right? Yeah, like, oh right. My God. Like, I just, gotta have I co-parentship it. every half a year. She great. comes to. Yeah, they have the custody. It's gonna be great. Oh, that's wow. the number one reason we need to open the portal is so. Or you know, or just moves to figure out custody. <laughs> yeah, we have to figure that's out number custody. one reason. Camilla, yeah, Camilla can just move to the boiling aisles, right? Like uh, she would on. have a heart attack. Absolutely, It'd be not. great. I don't see a problem with this. Trial by fire. She's just forced to be there, it's and fine. then she'll. Uh, be introduced to all these demons yeah it would be a lot um okay so yeah a lot of people are shipping uh i mean meeting hoodies there are a good. lot of people shipping oh i ship so hard i read yeah. like all the fanfic i'm like yes so that would be that would be a top of a lot of people's list for but you know we got it i feel like it's probably not possible in season two because the portal's closed but uh maybe maybe we can get it open um or, I mean, you know, there's always the possibility that uh, Camilla, know, either Camilla or Ida knows more, like, because of the letters. So is there something, is, like, Ugh, is there a connection the there because the letters? But, you know, we, we'll see. I, I hate when they do stuff like that. Like, there's literally no way of knowing. Yeah, we don't know. We'll, we'll That's the best out. thing to not know. That's <laughs> the best. No, I want to figure it out. <laughs> okay. And uh, the last question was going to be, uh, is Ida a himbo? Um, so, uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Evidence one, you guys have been calling her attractive throughout the entire podcast, yeah, so uh, that's great. <laughs> two, she she acts pretty dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, she she's Greg not B. dumb, but she acts dumb. She I'm preparing B. my counter defense right now. No, she's three, she's a sweetheart. She loves she, like we know she's True. got a heart of gold. She's um, so what's the what's the what's the biggest uh, counter to that, Michelle? I think okay. she meets the criteria in at least some fashion. Maybe on a very shallow glance, she meets the criteria for himbo. But for himbos, the most so most important thing is that they're super dumb. Like they are very <sighs> incapable of making um, normal decisions the average person can make. And there is a difference between seeming like carefree and uninterested and being straight up dumb. I do. I don't. I do counter. not. I do not, not think Ida is straight up dumb. If you're thinking like Kronk dumb, you're like, you're closer to himbo. If you're thinking like Storkules levels dumb, that's what we need because that that is what takes off the edge of having this massive, giant, muscly person. They're no threat to you because they're just really dumb. You don't have to worry about them. They're just nice and dumb and huge, huge body, but like very small brain inside of that not is in its simple purest form there's been a lot of like people claiming that people are himbos in the past year and i gotta put my foot down with either because like absolutely not okay well, how too, do you feel about adora being a himbo yeah so okay so Michelle, whoa, 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 i would agree with you we did so we did the himbo bracket on the yeah adora is a big himbo like, i, I thought like, Adora's mostly a himo about her own love life, though. Like, That's I feel like true. she she's able to compartmentalize a little better. Like, she wasn't at so much of a himbo that she couldn't save the world by, you know, you know. Okay, <laughs> let me be clear what saved the world. Catra. It was Catra, because Catra's yeah. like, we're going to make out right now. So who really saved the world? I mean, that's true. It was definitely a team effort. Um, I think Adora's like a lot closer. I'd say maybe like eighty five percent himbo energy from Adora. Ida's maybe like a sixty, and that's the most I'd ever give her. It's higher than fifty. I think Dylan wins. That's not 
The passing grade, sixty percent. Yeah. That'll get you through. It passes. Get you through that, that, college. That, you know. That's a squeaker. I I don't think it win by a squeaker. Yeah, we accept it. No, but I, I I would agree. There are a lot of potential limbos that it's like they act dumb, but they're not really dumb. They're not you could, really argue, you could argue Adora's true. that too, but I think she is closer. Yeah. No, Adora, yeah. I, okay, I, I will say, Adora is like legit dumb. Like, I love her, dumb. More evidence with, with Adora being dumb. There's a lot of evidence that Adora is dumb. You know, Ida's just silly. I feel, yeah, yeah, Ida's not silly. like, just I will time. say, Ida at times has him. Okay, I don't think, I don't think the Owl House has a himbo. Um, hmm. Yes, true. Maybe, like, Edric would be like the closest. Edric, yeah, I think Gus is maybe a young, young himbo. himbo Gus, training. I did feel Gus. I was like, he's kind of a little bit of a himbo. I yeah. feel like the the like bro energy slash enormous body is also like one third of Oh, I agree with you. I, totally agree with you. I will so, say there are there just aren't really buff people. I know. Yeah. That's why himbos are more rare than you think. Everyone wants everyone to be a himbo. But <laughs> well, I meant the owl house. In the you're show, not wrong. So. <laughs> himbos are more rare than no, you it's think. Adora is there one lurking Adora in your is life. Buff and also is literally so stupid. Shira, full himbo energy. Many himbos in that show. It's true. There's Owl a lot. House, no himbos. Okay. Yeah, I think that's that's the spectrum yeah, we got. Yeah, Shira, true. everyone's a himbo, and then Owl House, none. Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe the spy, or it will be a maybe himbo. Be a himbo. Maybe uh, Amity's dad. Um, I don't uh, think Amity's dad's going to be a himbo. What if it, What Why? if Amity's <laughs> mom was pure evil and Amity's dad was just like a pure himbo? What if What if you know? <laughs> I mean, I the I mean, the whole fandom thinks that like her dad is like probably okay but her mom's like pure yeah, evil and i'm like that. i don't know we have no, I mean, we have no evidence yeah. like equally whatever probably. they are yeah i think yeah, they I make all their parent decisions yeah. together i would guess okay delaney any final Eda thoughts or himbo thoughts Eda's great she's hot that's it okay yeah, that was your also your intro thoughts yeah <laughs> they haven't changed <laughs> i think we've uh, talked a lot a lot of stuff but ultimately that is the message um okay uh michelle any final Eda thoughts I really like Ida. I want more Ida. I, I honestly do want the Ida Hootie backstory, so I hope we get it, because oh, I want to see that. I think Ida loves Hootie, too! She just, oh, she does, she, but, like, I personally live my life by the motto that less Hootie is best. She understands that he's an abomination, but, like, he's an amazing house, and she made that happen. So, I but mean, more right. power to He's a great house. You're not he's wrong. He's a great house. <laughs> I guess he functions as a house. Okay, he is yeah. a house. He's the house. He's a great house. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, he can we'll walk. See. Like, can your house do that? No. No. Very few. Eat I only think of two that can. So that's impressive. Um, okay, but yeah, we'll see. That I means it's called the Owl House. Maybe uh, just the Howl's Moving Castle would be the other one. That's um, true. The show's yeah. literally named after Hootie. What does that say? It says yeah, the, no, the Owl. Well, oh, it doesn't done. say. It's I'm called the Owl House. So presumably we'll get the backstory. Really that's it's not Hootie's what it's called. House. But okay. show. Uh, let us know all your thoughts on Hootie. No, wait, Ida on uh, in the comment section about what we talked about. Uh, but you know, Ida and Hootie, that is a big one. We could see in the season two, Ida King. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff. Let us know you everything about it. Find over, overly animated for all the places you can get in touch um and you could also uh, consider supporting us via patreon at patreon.com slash overly animated thanks to our current patrons especially patreon podcast beatrice and thanks always to our patron executive producers ryan c beatrice hugh michael needle and phonician um potentially the last owl house podcast before season two cross your fingers because that's mean it would be okay. soon but yeah, uh we'll see more <laughs> we'll see oh uh, i had a don't... thought i had a thought yes so, final so if a stupid eat a hoodie episode happens it's gonna be hoodie like 
no one remembers how they met, and then Hootie's telling this really long, awful story about how they met, and that's the episode. And it and turns out just... it was like all like like fabricated. Like yes, no, that's like, it's totally made up. It's what you want it to be true. Yeah, at the yeah. end, it is like none of that happened, Hootie. Yeah, yeah, like, that's yeah. That's, 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 that's honestly that feels I'm like an that, I'm glad that Michelle felt my energy because my first okay. thought was like, he absolutely made it up. And then you just throw up more mail to like break the silence. Ida reveals the truth that it was all fan fiction. Or like Ida comes in and she's like, "What were y'all talking about?" And and she's like, "None of that happened." (laughs) Okay, we'll we'll be looking for look look for that in season two. Um, It's coming that episode. We will be so blessed. And thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.